Welcome to the Enrollment Insights Podcast. In this podcast, our goal is to focus less on the promise of best practices and instead look for the processes and the questions that spark internal reflection and lead to novel solutions tailored to your institution. I'm Angela Brown, Senior Enrollment Insights Leader at Niche, and in this episode, I'm speaking with Jennifer Fry. Jennifer is the Director of Admission for Trinity Christian School, a K-12 private school in Fairfax, Virginia. As a military wife, her family has moved many times. Her children found a school home at Trinity, which led her to joining the admission team there one year later. Her background in sales and marketing, including owning her own internet-based clothing company, and an education through the homeschool teaching of her children and working as a teacher online, have combined to assist her in leading the admission process for families interested in Trinity Christian School. She's passionate about creating an experience where families feel valued, welcomed, respected, and heard, even at a time of record applications and enrollment. Welcome to the podcast, Jennifer. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Super exciting. I love the part about the record applications and enrollment. That's what we all want to see, right? Right. (laughs) It's one of those blessing challenges. (laughs) Yes, yes. I can imagine. I can imagine. So in our episode today, we are covering a big topic, and that's tuition, specifically variable tuition. If you are listening to this episode in the spring of 2022, which is when we're recording, you may have heard about schools like Cheshire Academy in Connecticut and Providence Country Day School in Rhode Island, which both took measures to reduce their tuition levels in the last year. So this continues to be a timely topic as more and more schools are thinking about creative ways to tackle affordability for families, even at a time when, as we noted in Jennifer's bio, many schools are seeing increased interest in enrollment. So I'm excited to dig into that topic with Jennifer today. But before we get started, we'll kick things off with the two questions we ask every guest on the podcast. So the first, Jennifer, is what is something you tried that didn't work and what did you learn? Oh, goodness. Great question. So as I'm sure everybody listening has experienced so many changes with COVID, that certainly was true here at Trinity Christian School as well. And when I started working in the mission office at Trinity, we really came from a place of one-on-one support for families. We wanted to test students one-on-one. We wanted to tour them one-on-one. We wanted to you know, speak to them on the phone and, and, and give them personalized emails. But the volume that came with COVID caused us to try to try a lot of new things and see, see what stuck, see what worked. And one of the things we did was try to increase automation in our responses to move towards group testing, towards group tours. And some of those things worked and they've stuck around. And, and I think COVID has been a gift in that way that, that we have all found things that have made our process better. But sometimes I think we went a little too far the other way and we lost a little bit of that, that human touch. And so we've, we've landed back in the middle, hopefully, where we've kept the parts that have worked, but we've also gone back to trying to have that personal touch whenever possible. It's just really important to us that families come to us, that they feel that this is a warm, safe place. We always tell them as many questions as you have, please ask. This is what we're here to do. It's never too many. So from what color socks to wear to um, what kind of testing do we need, we're, we're happy to answer that. So just working through that that transition because of COVID has, has been a, a real blessing and, and shown us what parts we need to keep around. There are a lot of great points to what you just said, actually, because I I think we're in this time where a lot of schools are reflecting back on the last couple of years and really starting to think about 
okay, what do we continue doing from this strange period of time that we've been in? What do we stop doing? What have we learned? And I, I do want to, every whenever I have these conversations, I'm always hearing things that I, I like to kind of stop and focus on. And I really want to encourage people as they think about automation in their admissions processes and in their communication specifically, it is really important to be mindful of continuing to have that human and personal touch. Because I think that sometimes we get caught up in tools that are supposed to make our lives easier, but you never want to lose sight of that, right? Exactly. And it's almost, it's become for us a little bit like a physician dealing with patients. And we don't want to lose that that closeness and that familiarity. We don't want to lose that individual's story. That applicant still is the number one kiddo for that for that mom and dad. And so we want to you know, hear that and absorb that and be receptive to that and not get lost in the numbers ourselves. And, and not only is that helpful for families, but it's helpful for us because we want to get to know them and be partners with them through the process. Absolutely. I love that. So our next question is, what practices do you use to brainstorm and bring new ideas into your work? Yeah, brainstorming is such an important part of admission. We never want to be stagnant or comfortable in this role. It's it's easy, especially when times are busy or the, the harvest is plentiful, that we want to just sit in that because the, the landscape is always changing. There are, in, at least in our area, there are schools that are adding high schools to what was previously a K through eight program. You know, what, what was our niche before is maybe not going to be our niche next year. So just brainstorming is is just really, really integral to us moving forward. So we have that built into our process by designated meeting times with, in our team, it's the Dean of Enrollment. So that's my next level up for us who handles all of the admission team, but she's also over our marketing and communications team. So I have direct access with her once a week, but we also set aside time for both her and I to meet with that director of marketing and communications so that she's our she's our tip of the spear. She's the one always reading new blogs, attending webinars, looking online for new ideas and helps to push us and guide us towards, hey, let's try this. Let's let's look at a virtual tour with QR codes in case the it's the summer and our classrooms aren't as beautiful as they are during the school year. What what can we do? Let's try this. Let's try that. So constantly thinking through that and then of course balancing that with what actual we can pull off time-wise, financial-wise, all of those things. But by design, that brainstorming is built into our process. That's great. And that that admissions marketing connection is so critical. So critical. It's so critical. Yeah. And I know that those are areas that can be siloed in a lot of institutions. So it's wonderful that you have that kind of working relationship and that it's baked into your processes as a team. Yeah, by by nature too, our head of school is very involved in the admission process and cycle and will stop in and, and is always receptive to ideas as well, which is very, very welcoming as a director of admission. And important. It also shows how important that role is perceived at the school, which is great. So now we're going to get into the topic at hand, and I'll, I'll start with a fairly broad question before we start to dig into Trinity's approach to variable tuition. So as I mentioned earlier, affordability is an increasingly important topic for private schools. Jennifer and I both live in the D.C. area, so that's one of those areas where there's a high concentration of schools. Families have lots of options. But it's also an area where price points can be a little higher than you might find in other locations. And a lot of schools have been 
slow to adopt strategies like discounting, like variable tuition, to make that private school education more accessible to a wider range of families. And I, I would love your perspective, Jennifer, on why you think that might be. Yeah, first, I think it's a new twist, but it's an old concept and it can seem scarier than that. It's how do we do this? What are you talking about? This is a whole new strategy when really for schools in practical terms, it's not as big as of a shift behind the scenes as I think. But I think just based on the time frame right now that that this idea is catching hold a little bit with also falling during the time when schools are still rebounding from COVID and the pivots they've made with that, maybe it just seems too much to take on, whether the, the, the staffing is stretched too thin or uh, just the time cannot be there to, to make that switch. But second, I think that it could be that financial diversity is not a core and driving mission for that school. I think every school approaches that differently for us. It is part of who we are. It's been, we're, we've been around for 35 years and recently we had a, uh, an auction night where our head of school spoke and I was marked by what he started his talk with, which is in the 35 years of our school, this has always been a paramount mission for our board of, of trustees. So this has always been a focus for them and always something that they're pointing the head of school back and thus all of us back to like that we want to be financially diverse. And so it may be that for some schools, they're not quite there yet, or just by design, that's not part of their model. Um, also, I think that schools could be worried about increasing volume and in applications during times where, again, that the admission and the financial staffing is already stretched. That could be a, a scary prospect of trying to take on any additional volume in, in that regard right now. But the demands of COVID and thin resources may make the challenge of this pivot too much for some schools to take on now. But, and it may be for some schools a, if it's not broken, don't fix it mentality. But I would really encourage schools to, to explore this idea and to think through it and how that it could be the right choice for your school, not only um, the best thing for you as a school, but also the best thing for your families and how it makes them feel and the dignity that it gives them. That's great. I, I love what you said about connecting this approach to your mission and philosophy and beliefs as an institution around financial diversity, because I, I think that sometimes when we look at diversity as a topic, that socioeconomic diversity doesn't always rise to the top. And some schools, they face that challenge with financial aid, but financial aid can look like a lot of different things. And so Hopefully folks will get some great takeaways from this conversation to start to go down that path. Now I want to talk about Trinity specifically and how Trinity Christian School decided to offer variable tuition. So if you could talk about what that process was like and if there was a specific tipping point for deciding to change your tuition model. Yeah. So again, economic diversity has really been such a part of who we are in our whole Trinity history and that the board really supports that. We, what we say at Trinity Christian School is that we wanna represent the body of Christ in Northern Virginia. And as you mentioned, that's a tends to be a pretty affluent area, but we want that to not only be an educational diversity, racial and ethnic diversity, but also financial diversity. And it is something like you mentioned that doesn't always get the attention in the same way as other metrics of diversity do. So it has been really important for us. Our tuition, 
already is significantly lower than the average tuition of the 80 plus private schools in the Washington DC metro area. That is by design. We, we want to have the messaging already there that even if you're quote paying full price, that we are intentional about the funds we use. This is not a school where we just want quote the rich kids to come to. We, we want to be intentional in, in trying to at least make that door cracked for families that they feel that they can explore that. And then we hope that the variable tuition piece carries them over the line where they really feel like they can explore it and make it a possibility. So we had an independent consultant come to our school in the spring of 2019, before COVID seems so long ago, and we were looking at increasing our enrollment. Based on where our campus is located, we are capped by our county at a maximum of 750 students, but we were hovering around 670, 680, 690, and we were, we were happy, but we just wanted to get over 700. So we wanted to talk to this consultant about ideas that could help move us over that line. And one of the things he presented to us is variable tuition. He said, this is something that's been successful at other schools. It, it's maybe not as hard as you think it is. It's a rebranding, a repackaging of what you're pretty much already doing, but here's why it's important and here's the difference that it makes to families. So that, that really helped align with the vision of our board to represent the body of Christ in Northern Virginia in all ways, including financially. And that for us to understand that it was this repackaging that we, that we could do this, we could get our arms around this, helped us helped us move forward in that process and say, okay, let's let's go for this. Let's this might be the way that we can increase our enrollment. It also helped us let people know what we were already doing because it didn't change much what was going on behind the scenes. But it's that by changing the wording and the messaging, sometimes we just by using the right words, we have given dignity to people that sometimes were marginalized in this process before. By by always talking about need and aid and, oh, you're those people over there. No, it's not going to work that way at Trinity anymore. This is a sliding scale that represents your ability to pay. And we all come in at different levels of ability to pay. So let's use that variable tuition model to, to help make families feel part of that process. And what's interesting is that Trinity, and this was another thing that came out of the variable tuition model for us, was we were also able to communicate to families, all of our families, that no family at Trinity pays 100% of the cost of a Trinity education. Families at the most, even if you pay the full sticker price that's on the website, are paying 90% of what it costs. So mm -hmm. 10% of your child's tuition has already been supplemented by internal funds to cover that difference. So from there, then we were able to offer a sliding scale between 50% and 100% of the advertised price, which again is only 90% of what it actually costs. So lots of numbers floating around there, but it was an important thing for us to help families understand that we are already covering a portion of that cost, even for the families that can afford the full price. So the families from there, they, they apply to this third-party website if they're seeking that additional assistance. And then that sliding scale will set the final tuition between, like I mentioned, the 50 and 100% of that remaining cost. So we just think that you know words have power and we wanna to seek to use those words that provide dignity to families in financial need or for whom a Trinity education will otherwise not be possible. I spoke to our head of school today and I said, you know, give me your thumbnail about variable tuition. And, and one key point that he made was we allocate 14% 
of our operating budget to financial assistance. That's about $1.8 million. And that's up from about 11% before variable tuition. So, you know, it's been an increase for us, but it's something we're, we're happy to do and we're thrilled to see more families. We're serving almost 300 students through the variable tuition program out of that 750. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, that is really, that's a really amazing success story. And that that point that you made about the budget allocation to supporting the variable tuition model is actually a great segue to my next question, because I think a lot of folks listening to this episode who might be thinking about ways that they can start to at least broach the topic of adjusting their approach to tuition, as our listeners know, private schools have a tendency to be very tuition dependent from a revenue standpoint. And, you know, some schools might be able to bridge a little bit of that gap that you talked about in the full cost of educating each student with an annual fund or a, a philanthropic effort through through a development office and through fundraising. But I'd be curious to hear if there are other changes that needed to be made to account to that variation and and fluctuation in your tuition model. Yeah, I talked to our business office, our CFO about this as well, because they might see pieces that I haven't seen from the admission side. But we both agreed there really wasn't many, there weren't many changes that happened behind the scenes in the back of house side of things. It's really, again, a kind of a rebranding, a repackaging of what we were already doing. I'm sure most of the schools listening have some form of a financial assistance program. But so she said that the process for them and how we receive those applications really didn't change at all. So that was that was helpful. But what was important was for us to make sure that all those front of house sides were up to date and were had the right language and that we were all on board with the, the language we were going to use and how we were going to communicate with families. So we need to rework our tuition and fees page and make sure that that was up to date, full of information and ready for families before we launched that program. We, She even said the hardest part was really making sure that the words that we wrote on that page were correct and what we wanted families to understand about very variable tuition. One thing that really helped us as well was that we purchased a professional video. We we worked with a company that made a video that spoke to the needs of our families to explain what does variable tuition mean to Trinity and explain that idea of, you know, that you're only paying even at full price 90% of a Trinity education. So with lots of simple graphics, they're able to kind of walk through what is variable tuition, how is this different if at all from a quote financial aid model and things. So that was really big help because the words were there, but for some of us, the words might go right over our head. And and for me, I know (laughs) watching the video really helped me understand that. So having all that front of house side ready to go was really important, but also to make sure that the business office team and our admission team are speaking the same language to families when when they call and we're explaining that, you know, Mm -hmm. a, a lot of calls came in in the beginning and said, well, I see you have this uh, scale thing on your website now. Well, I want to pay that low price. You know, how do I do that? <laughs> and very, very common question to the point that when we started this, I thought, oh my goodness, what have we done? This is going to be the only question we ever answer now is why not everybody can pay 50% of the full tuition. But seemed to rapidly dissipate, I think, as more people spent time to read and to watch that video, it was it was very, very helpful to them. That's great. I love a good explainer video. So that's (laughs) that's a really great, great tactic for folks who are thinking about how to message something like this. 
So I would love to hear about the response from both your current and prospective families, because I know that sometimes when schools roll these things out, there might be some confusion or, you know, maybe a little bit of pushback from current families who might go, wait, wait a minute. I haven't been benefiting from this. You know, if you're the parent of a senior, for example, and then you see something like this being rolled out versus someone who may have been thinking about sending their children to private school, and this is finally that hurdle that they can overcome to make that happen. So I would love to hear about that range of experiences. Sure. And and just like you mentioned, you know, those families that have been around a while, they needed to learn it just like we did. We, in admission, of course, we live in the land of families that are new to Trinity and coming in from that side. The business office picks up more of our families that have been enrolled at Trinity and are reapplying for that assistance from, from year to year. So I'm sure they had quite a few conversations to say, no, this is really actually what you've been receiving as well. And, you know, this is just, we're showing the range to families on the front end instead of keeping it on the back end. We're just being very upfront with that. So I think the response in general has been very, very positive, especially again, once we can get them to understand that, once we can get them to understand, not everybody can just say, yeah, yeah, I want to pay the uh, the 50% <laughs> price, but it is a learning curve. And in the beginning and still occasionally that phrase will come up and trying to get them to understand our why and our process and the and the what is variable tuition really has helped move that along. We sometimes must really enforce with them or reinforce that this is a, a needs-based model. This is what we're looking for. This isn't a, especially in an affluent area like this, we do have families sometimes that say, well, you know, we make X number of dollars a year, which by the way is uh, way, way over what our typical family who's applying for variable tuition makes, <laughs> but says, I need to fully fund my, my retirement accounts and I need to fully fund you know, my um, investment on my vacation home. And it doesn't quite work that way. We really want families to have some skin in the game, which is why our, our low end is 50%. And we, we are very upfront about that because we also don't want to have families where even at 50%, this is unreachable. And that's a sad conversation sometimes to have with families, but we feel like being, again, upfront about that gives the most dignity to those families, but that it's not a pick your price model. I know you've probably seen online, I have too, that certain clothing sites now are moving to this very transparent pricing and saying, mm -hmm. you pick which level of markup you want. And it, and I don't know if that's playing on the minds of some people, but trying to make sure they understand it's not quite that way, that you still need to apply for the process. We still need to go through the financial documents. We get those recommendations back from that third party site, but then our team here takes every one of those decisions, meets with the head of school. They meet for about a half hour with on every family before they make a decision, pray over every family and are as generous as possible based on those uh, budget constraints that we have. Wow. And have you found that the profile of families who have started to apply to your school has changed at all since you started offering variable tuition? Yeah, we we I find and I verified this with our team in the business office as well that that profile hasn't really changed. It's really the volume that has increased. That there are more families whether it be from our increase in enrollment from COVID, but also I think and we both noted that this variable tuition was launched before COVID, so we have a little bit of data, a few months of data to say no, these applications were on the rise just because we had switched to variable tuition before we saw the huge increase in enrollment. Sure, I could see that just being accelerated by the pandemic. So, but that's that's nice. It's great that you're still attracting families that will benefit from being part of your community that are aligned on mission, on vision, on culture. 
regardless of the financial piece. I think that's something that's still really important, especially to the extent that it may cause some anxiety or hesitation from schools. You know, I think at the end of the day, you're, who you are as an institution is the same, regardless of, of what the cost is. And so it might be helpful to, to people to hear that you're still attracting the same types of families that will enrich your community, just with different, with economic needs in, in mind. Right. It really enriches the families, but I really do feel like it enriches us as a school too, because you're just dealing with families in such a dignified way. Of course. Of course. So let's talk about the lessons learned, both positive and negative and neutral. Are there are specific outcomes of this process that you'd like to pass on to other schools who might be thinking about a similar change? I think the biggest lesson that we've learned, again, has been that proper preparation for all of us to understand what this is, why it's important to us, why it's part of our mission in so many other ways, that this is a tool that we can use towards reaching that mission. So being on the same page, but then also preparing, like I mentioned, for how do we launch this and how do we make this accessible to families so that they know what they're supposed to do now that you know we've launched this big program. Why don't you understand how to, to do it? So it helps them move forward again by having that strong website, having strong language, and having that great video. But again, also that we can all communicate the same words to the families. We, of course, deal with many emails and phone calls from families. But we at Trinity, one thing we always tell families is that variable tuition process is a separate but parallel process to the admission process. So we answer questions, of course, because we're their first stop. We're the people that they know. We're the extension that they have in their email. But we are quick to refer specific questions over to our business office team because we really want, as part of that dignity giving process, for us to not know how much money they make, what their job is, just like the business office doesn't need to know what they got on the entrance, entrance testing and what their their GPA is. So mm -hmm. keeping those processes separate for the families reinforces that messaging that this is not part of your admission decision. And we're happy for you to apply for variable tuition, but it's not going to impact what we do on our side. So we want to give the right language, but we also want to reinforce that this is the business office's lane and be happy to refer them that way. Sure. So we, we talked about the different processes, how you brought the consultant in to even start to think about how you might change your approach to tuition to generate increased enrollment. We talked a little bit about messaging. Are there other practical steps that you would advise schools to take if they're thinking about starting this process? Yeah, I think the first one, and we've touched on this a little bit, but what is your why? Really sit around a table and say, why are we doing this? Don't let it be a, just a marketing gimmick for your school. Let it be an outreach of, of who you are or who you want to be as a school. And, and that will make it all flow and work so much better. If Families can feel if this is something artificial for you, but if it really becomes internalized for you and it's, it's part of your school's mission, I think that just goes so far for it to be successful. Also, again, what is that messaging about that why to families so that they understand why they're part of that and why it's important for them to you know, be part of this variable tuition process. Make sure, that, again, that you're building that really strong support platform before you're launching. Everyone needs to understand the talking points, have that video, know where to refer people. Having it on a website page for us has been very helpful because in emails from families, we can just give them a direct link. Yes, we answer their questions, but we're like, please go here, watch the video, and we're happy to answer any questions beyond that. So if your why 
includes increasing accessibility, increasing dignity, and lowering barriers to financial support, make sure that's reflected in the words and actions of your team. You don't want the, the messaging of your team, either via email or via phone, to not match up with what they're seeing and feeling from the web, website. Sometimes they, they go there and they have this great impression of your school, but we're having a really tough day and it's a hard volume of calls. And do we not sound that same way on the phone, that this is something we want them to be a part of, that this is something accessible to them, that they can look into and potentially become part of the Trinity Christian School community. That's great. I think we can end there with your brilliant advice. And if people want to learn more or connect with you or see the the example of how you've presented this information on Trinity Christian School's website, where should they go to find you? Yeah, we're on the web at TCS Fairfax. That's like Trinity Christian School Fairfax dot org. And then there's a under the admissions section of our website, there's a tuition and fees page where all of that great information is housed. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's been such a pleasure going down this path with you. And I wish you a wonderful spring. I know that we're in we're still in yield season. So I'm sure you guys are going to be super busy welcoming your new families for next fall. We are, but that's that's the the sweetness in it all, right? 